Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 11, titled Life Without Margin. I often say that life and grief are two sides of the same coin. At some point, the coin flips for all of us. When it does, we must understand the value of margin or we will find ourselves falling apart and losing pieces of who we are. Without margin, everything that happens around us is very compacted and close to the center of who we are and what we are carrying. It can feel like we are constantly standing at the edge of a cliff, looking down and wondering what next thing is coming to knock us off center and over the edge. So this week, we are going to hear a little bit of my vulnerable life story without margin and hopefully learn from my mistakes instead of yours. So I'm glad you're here. By now, episode 11, you have gotten to know a little bit about me and the way that I move through the world. What you don't know is that I am constantly on the move. I do have margin. However, I have a tendency to forget the value of it when my productivity and effectiveness in the world around me is making a difference for others. This last week, I had the opportunity to share my story and some coaching with a beautiful group of women in a town nearby. I spoke on the process and value of creating space for ourselves in grief and on how to ensure that space is effective and intentional. And the next day, my own life and lack of margin imploded upon me. I promise I'm okay, but that doesn't mean it wasn't really intense. I don't think this is an issue of the experts not listening to their own advice. I think this is just a matter of how intensely we can live our lives without recognizing that that intensity is getting out of hand. You may have noticed that one thing I tend to do is keep 15 balls up in the air at once. As a mom, wife, author, speaker, coach, friend, (laughs) add whatever labels you think you need here to help, I'm always on the go. I do make time to work out, to eat healthy. I have time to see friends and I sleep pretty well, but that doesn't mean I have margin. I tend to use a strategy that I picked up from Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Dr. Shilkut is an anesthesiologist and the founder of Brave Enough, a women's leadership organization designed to help high achievers like me find balance in all the things that we carry. Her method is very simple. Each week, she reevaluates her calendar for the week ahead and looks for at least an hour a day where she needs to cancel an obligation or a commitment to create margin. Not because she revels in disappointing anyone, although I will say as a side note, our decision to learn how to disappoint others without disrespect is one of the most valuable and beautiful gifts we can give ourselves. Dr. Shilkut makes margin because without it, she knows she will perish. And it's a wonderful method of evaluating the things we have committed to and choosing to recommit once again to ourselves as well. This matters in grief because it's really easy to commit to everyone else and forget that we too have a need for margin and downtime. When I first found Dr. Shilkut's work, I cried and laughed back and forth to myself for a few hours. You know how you can go through life believing something to be true, and yet it doesn't really take form or feel solid until you find someone else who also believes the same thing. Well, her work was one of those places for me. As I read her book, worked through her website and classes, I heard so much of my own story and thoughts coming from her. Finding another human who knows the importance and weight of what we carry 
means we are on the right path of learning how to work through our own story with intention. When we are navigating the weight of grief, we need to know that we are not wandering through things alone. That can lead us to overcommit our time to others. And why not? Maybe we're starting to feel more energetic again, more like ourselves. And I think that's the problem. When we've experienced grief, we are no longer who we were. Losing sight of our newness and the shift in our lives means we've overlooked some of the insight available to us in that moment as well. Having energy doesn't mean I owe it to everyone else to spend my energy on them. Even if I've been absent from my life and my commitments for months or even years on end. Learning to create margin in our lives as we grieve and even as we emerge from that sense of a cocoon of grief around us is a necessary step in the ongoing healing process. We may see that our lives have changed and even know that we need to make a shift in response to the loss we've experienced, but so many of us fail to take action. And this week, I think that manifested in my own life very plainly. Creating margin is the action we need to become capable of moving around our grief and our lives in a new way. Creating margin can take the form of canceling one commitment a week or learning how to hold strong to our no when someone repeatedly asks for a yes. Maybe margin looks like a 20-minute coffee break for yourself before picking the kids up from school or lying down with headphones for 15 minutes behind a closed door. This is the point in the conversation where many might feel a little bitter or cynical. (laughs) Must be nice to have 20 minutes for a coffee break. I'm so glad you can close your door for 15 minutes without an interruption, Mandy, but that would never work for my life. Before I go any further, I want to say that I am well aware that I spoke on privilege last week. There are circumstances in life that mean a 20-minute break is not always reasonable or even possible. However, I am very concerned about each one of us recognizing our own inner cynic, the voice that dismisses this as simply an option afforded only to some, and here's why. I believe that self-care as an act must be accessible to everyone, or it's not self-care. Does that mean we all need free massages? Yes. Yes, it does. So someone please come up with a foundation. I'm all in. And in the meantime, I choose to pursue what self-care could mean if finances, location, accessibility, and physical limitations are no concern. And you know what that leaves me with? When I strip away anything that I can buy or use as a tool to recover from my life, all I'm left with is myself, nature, and others. In myself, I carry breath. I have a body that, for the most part, does what I need it to do every day. And in that, I know I am beyond fortunate. I can look outside of my home and see nature. Not everyone gets to live in the Northwest surrounded by trees. I know I am fortunate with my location too. I can open my door and see my husband, my daughter, our puppy. I am fortunate with my family as well. And when I consider the margin I need and the things I need to care for myself, what comes to mind are the simple things like this. It doesn't mean I will turn down an all expenses paid weekend escape. So if anyone is offering, I accept. But it does mean that in recognizing the access to my body, my surroundings, and my family, I am awash with gratitude. And quite frankly, gratitude makes my grief a little lighter. Not gratitude for my loss. Don't hear me say that. 
but gratitude in the wake of looking for self-care and moments to create margin means I can easily say no without guilt to the hours I have overcommitted to someone else other than myself or my family. I'm a leader in my local community, a leader in the online grief community, and a committed companion in a lot of other relationships. And grief seems to derail those connections pretty easily. But even as I begin to emerge from the fog and find myself saying yes again, I owe it to my grief story and my full life story to remain aware of what space I deserve to occupy. We all deserve to move slowly through our stories, no matter the pace of life around us, and to find what in our body, mind, heart, and spirit needs margin. Because no matter how far out we are from that grief event, the margin could be just the thing that keeps us from dropping over the edge. Thank you for listening to episode 11 of Restorative Grief. Talking about margin and the idea of moving differently through our grief stories is tender ground, and I am acutely aware of this every time I bring it up. The atmosphere of resistance manifests very clearly around the minds of people hearing me because it's a lot easier to just push back and say that margin is impossible. We all have reasons why we simply could not cancel appointments or commitments. We are men and women leading ourselves and others into greatness. We are parents raising children and spouses holding marriages together. But I believe it was the great Ferris Bueller, however, who once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. When your grief and life make everything feel like a roller coaster, pay attention. That moment of awareness is the time to remember that no one can ride back-to-back roller coasters without losing their lunch. Margin is creating the moment you remember. Margin is created the moment you remember that you were designed to step off the ride, catch your breath, and drink some water before jumping back in line. Margin is created the moment you remember that you were designed to step off the ride, catch your breath, drink some water before jumping back in line to ride again. Margin is created the moment you remember that you were designed to step off the ride, catch your breath, and drink some water before jumping back in line to ride again. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.